Inside Westminster. Chapter 94. Winner Takes All. Late that Thursday night, as Potty and Mandy settled back on the sofa, each nursing a glass of their favourite Scottish single malt whisky, they laughed at the highlights of the campaign. You were immense, really powerful and convincing, my love, crooned Mandy. If the exit polls are accurate, not only have we won, but the impregnable red wall will have been demolished. Well, let's wait and see, little beaver, said Potty, yawning widely. No counting chickens and all of that. Well, I'm quietly confident. Everyone I spoke to on the doorstep wanted this Brexit fiasco to come to an end. They'd all had enough and they saw you as the only person who could get the job done. I know, up in those northern towns, there's a feeling beyond despair. And not only that, they felt that politicians from all parties had no respect for them. They'd voted in the referendum, and they'd been ignored. It was really sobering to hear that they were actually backing me after generations of their family being Labour stalwarts. Let's get a few hours kit before the merry-go-round starts again tomorrow. Will I be allowed to accompany you to the palace? Mandy asked. Sorry, my sweet, but I've been advised no. But you can be at my side as we walk through the door of number 10. And that'll be splashed all over the front pages. I really don't mind, continued Mandy. The team's been right on everything so far. So I'll do whatever they suggest. How strange it was to say those words. Mandy had learnt that less was certainly more. That is, her discreet appearances had meant that she was becoming an inseparable part of the PM's life, gradually. In the early days of their relationship, Sir Rupert Lester had been tasked with liaising with Lord Carruthers of Kildare, who had successfully crafted the nation's acceptance of Camilla as Prince Charles's consort. Between them, they had worked with Mandy, so that her acceptance as the PM's partner had happened almost unnoticed. Not an easy matter, since it was still to be the PM's divorce from wife number two. Mandy had had no choice but to listen and abide by their advice. And now, from the lofty peak of winning the election, she reflected with gratitude as their policy had paid off. And so the grand entrance through the door of number 10, side by side, a small wave, nothing too much, and a winning smile. Mandy's heart had leapt as she fairly wept for joy as her ma and pa were in the crowd of well-wishers. The incorrigibly difficult daughter had finally come of age and they were proud. Potty had promised that he and his team would not let those who had risked everything in voting for him, their heritage and their honour, down. So he was hard at work over the weekend. Energised and gratified from the momentous victory, he vowed that he would earn this honour. Ben, as ever, was at Potty's side, guiding and advising, and Potty was glad. How shall we restructure the cabinet? Potty had asked. Minor tinkering, then a full throttle rehash and cull in the new year, Ben had replied. And so that was how it was to be. And then the opening of Parliament and the first session with the new blue-filled benches, raucous speeches were made by the PM and others. Jezza tried to sound conciliatory, but signally failed, and the new speaker didn't try to sound like a pompous overblown windbag, 
which was a blessed relief. That evening, Mandy and Potty curled up on the sofa, trusty snuggling between them. Well, let them say what they want. You are now world king, laughed Mandy. Not sure about that, pondered Potty. I've got Everest to climb before we're out of danger. I mean, look at the nurses in Belfast. How did it all get to such a state? Look, that's not your fault. Surely Mrs Tractor and Chantelle What's-Her-Name are to blame, reassured Mandy. I did try, but they seem entrenched in their hate-filled past, observed Potty. Not sure how that's going to ever be resolved. But at least you're not at their beck and call, like you were before the election. I mean, they've had the sting firmly taken out of them, and you don't need them anymore. This is all for another day, my little beaver. Quite frankly, I'm knackered and could sleep for a week. And with that, life for Potty and Mandy seemed to be on the right path to contentment in their romantic life. What was to happen in the wider world of managing post-Brexit UK would be another matter.